Ho, 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 Leadheads! Welcome back to episode 131 of Talking Lead. I'm your host, Left Hand, and wow, yeah, great holiday season. Coming back uh, from Christmas, hope you guys had a wonderful Merry Christmas and got lots of good, 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 good gifts. Hopefully your stockings were filled with all kinds of goodies from Talking Lead sponsors like Nordic Components, Tactical Walls, Dipstick Coatings, Cantu Bruner, Savoie Leather, ICE Training. I hope you guys uh, really had a Merry Christmas. If you got something that was really cool for Christmas that you're really proud of, make a post to our Facebook page and uh, share it with all the other leadheads. Rub it in, so to speak. So I hope you guys enjoyed last week's show with Doc Pete with Rockwell Tactical. Doc Pete's a great guy. If you ever get the opportunity to do any training, take any classes that they're offering uh, with Doc, Make sure that you sign up for those. Uh, it's rare that you get the opportunity to get uh, direct training from a special forces, not only former special forces guys, but uh, people that are still serving. Uh, Doc is one of those guys. So make sure you check out Rockwell Tactical and see when their classes are coming up. And uh, check them out for the kit that they've got available as well, uh, med kit and some other things that they sell on their website. Uh, so this week's show... I don't have any guests, so what I thought I'd do is put together a little montage of some of the uh, facts to fight the myths that we've done in past shows. My girlfriend Pepper went on a Christmas vacation with her kids, so I've kind of had some time, and I've been going through some old episodes, listening to those, and uh, so I went back to, I don't know, half a dozen shows or so, and I pulled some of our fact to fight the myths segments, uh, ones that I thought were cool and fun. And I put together a little montage here, and you're going to hear um, from past episodes, Alan and Dan. Uh, Dan was with the Paramaniac, uh, the British guys. Uh, they'll definitely be able to tell when uh, that one comes on, because the, of their accents, obviously. Uh, there was one with uh, Jim Irwin that we did, Hickok 45, uh, Dugan at Carnicon, Commander Mark McGinnis with the Seal Legacy Foundation, Tommy with TN Outdoors 9. Actually, we're going to kick it off with our very first episode and our very first fact to fight the myth. Uh, and then we're going to end it with the interview. We got an exclusive interview at the Glock factory with the vice president, Josh Dorsey. Uh, had a good time cutting up with him. And one of the incidences where I earned my reputation of being able to break any firearm on the market. But uh, I hope you like it. If you do, maybe I'll uh, go back to some of the past shows and put another one together. Might even do something with the jack wagon train, similar to what I did with this. want to thank our sponsors. Let's go ahead and thank our sponsors. Uh, Tactical Walls, uh, tacticalwalls.com, Nordic Components, nordiccomp.com. Make sure that you guys go visit their websites, go to their Facebook page, like their posts, their YouTube videos, and uh, just really show them that you support the people that support Talking Lead, the ones that make this happen. Uh, our friends over at uh, Dipstick Coatings, the uh, hydrographics company. And make sure you use the, the Leadhead discount code. It's L-E-A-D-H-E-A-D, all caps, at any of those stores. Dipstick Coatings is 10% off. Tactical Walls and Nordic Components, you get 7% off. So make sure you take advantage of that. Even after the holidays here, those codes are still valid. Next week, uh, we'll be coming back with a whole new show and a new guest. So you guys enjoy this one. So let's go ahead and get into it. And Zeke's going to go ahead and get us started with the rest of the show. SDI is proud to present the Talking Lead Facts to Fight the One big thing we're going to try to do at the end of every podcast 
is we are going to give everyone a fact to fight the myths. Um, I'll probably come up with some crazy little intro for that. Fact to fight the myths with some background music or something. I may have to edit that out because that sounded really stupid. Um, anyways, fact to fight the myths. Each one of us is going to have one fact to fight some gun, gun myth uh, or misconception every week uh, towards the end of the show. So this week, my fact to fight the myth is AR does not stand for assault rifle. AR stands for Armalite. And some of you out there may not know that. Uh, when I first started getting into firearms again, I really did. I was one of those idiots that thought AR meant assault rifle. Yeah. Uh, AR is for Armalite. Armalite is a company that made a lot of M16 style. And still do. And still do for the government. Um, they're one of the jack wagons that uh, right. are being pressured in. Um, if you don't know, Colt, Colt had the original patent on the M16. When that patent ran out, AR came along, Armalite came along and made the AR-15. The, the military bought a bunch of those. Well, that became such a popular rifle, the name just stuck. The patent ran out, so everybody can make them if they want to, but the AR, once again, if somebody tells you, oh, you got an AR-15, that's an assault rifle. No, assault is a verb. Assault is not an inanimate object. It is a rifle. It is a modern sporting rifle. If you want to start helping the, the gun cause, stop calling them assault rifles. I hear people that are gun enthusiasts calling them assault rifles. That's scary. Anyways, so once again, my fact to fight a myth is AR stands for Armalite. It does not stand for assault rifle. Left hand? <laughs> uh, am I supposed to come up with a fact now? Yeah, just some fact to fight a myth. Something one one I, fact I'm that would fight a common. Um, did we um, talk about this? Yeah, we did. I sent it to you in an email. You did. Yeah. Did you give me one. Yeah. And I'm usually the AD one that didn't prepare. Yeah. What, what did you give me? Oh, did I give you a fact to fight a myth? Yeah. No. I didn't do my homework. I'm sorry. You want me to give another one? Yes. And, and you can say it was you. Yes. <laughs> Lefty left the left hand just handed me a fact to fight a myth, and it is it's brilliant. But you know he just felt like I should read it. So. Go ahead. Anyways, Go ahead. Um, knockdown power. Knockdown power is a myth. Most people that watch movies and see somebody get shot with a three fifty seven, he goes flying backwards twenty feet and lands against the wall. There's blood everywhere. Doesn't happen. So you're saying it's exaggerated? It's exaggerated. In a movie? In a movie. They exaggerate? Yes. Something? No. In physics. What does knockdown power mean? What is knockdown power? There, the only, about the only caliber out there that would even have the potential of knockdown power would be a 50 caliber. And that would have to be out of a rifle. But stopping power and knockdown power are two different things. People think knockdown power, somebody gets shot with a bullet, they're going to fall down. No, typically if you watch videos and trainings I've been in in the past, I've had to watch a couple of videos where people getting shot. And the reason you hear of cops unloading a magazine into a perpetrator it's not because of overkill it's not because they're asshole cops that just wanted to get all happy with their gun it's because when you shoot somebody the majority of the time they don't know they got shot and they keep the coming is so high or they might be jacked right. up on mountain dew or and and if you it, go to youtube and and look at some of the oh, jacked up on mountain dew. <laughs> go look at some of the videos of ballistic gel tests and that that bullet usually typically goes through unless it's a hollow point and it flattens out and stops halfway through or however many inches in. 
but it doesn't push that gel backwards 20 feet. So if, if something was going to knock down, if, if I had a gun that was powerful enough to knock you down, the law of physics is for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So if I shot you with a gun that was capable of knocking you down, it would also knock me down. And that's what you got to remember. Knockdown power is a myth. Stopping power is something totally different. Movies exaggerate. The, the that, and remember this, too. I heard this from, uh, I can't quote him. I don't know who it was. It was it was like a Rob Pincus or somebody in that 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 area, or maybe it was James Yeager out of here in Tennessee. I can't remember. What. All handguns suck. He didn't say all handguns suck because they suck as items. They suck as guns. They're fun to shoot. They they're good for self protection. All guns handguns suck because eighty six point nine percent of all people shot with a handgun survive. So. 86.9. One out of every seven people shot with a handgun survive. Yeah. That's not those stats. Yeah, there's the stats there, and I've heard it once, but, you know, it's like around 85, 87% somewhere in there. One out of every seven people shot with a handgun survive. So that's our facts to fight the myths. Along those same lines, we that'll probably be the last thing we say in a podcast usually. On this one, I want to say... After that, find somebody that you know that's anti-gun or never shot a gun. Take them to the range. Take them shooting. Try to convert them. I want to make a goal for Left Hand and I every week to take one new person that we don't know. Or maybe that's maybe unrealistic. Once a month, take one person that is anti-gun and, and take them to the range to go shooting. Time for facts to fight the myths. It is. <laughs> Thank you, Yoda. <laughs> Yoda. <laughs> Welcome, you are. Ten, ten Outdoors 9 is a very, very good uh, impressionist. If you don't impersonator. know that yet. Impersonator. Impressionist? Impersonator? Huh? Yeah, I impersonate a YouTube channel every day. <laughs> <laughs> Who else so, can you do? Hey, guys. 22 Plinkster here. Today, we're going to shoot a card with a 357 Magnum. <laughs> okay, so you have a fact to fight the myth, Yoda? <laughs> I do. What you got? What is it? Concealing your firearm, you are. Everyone knows. Not on Diane Weinstein's Christmas list, you are. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, you want to go ahead and do mine? <laughs> you go ahead and do yours, and I'll do mine. My fact to fight the myth this week is based on something that I dealt with when I first started concealed carrying. And the thought and the myth that you will have when you first start is everybody knows I'm carrying you're walking around and every little movement you do, you bend over, you think, oh, my gun's showing. Or, oh, that person knows I've got a gun on me. Eventually, you get to the point where you realize nobody knows. Unless somebody is a carry permit holder themselves and they're looking for it, nobody has any clue. So that's my myth, the fact to fight it. Don't worry about it. Nobody's going to know you have that firearm on you. Unless you're open carrying, which is a whole nother discussion. If you want to be a target. What's your left hand? Thank you. <laughs> don't mind if I do. So hunting season, season, seasoning, seasoning. It's called season so up here. The uh, hunting season is just season. around the corner. Yikes! I wanted to throw this one out. Peeing from your deer stand will scare deer <laughs> off. That is a myth. You can pee from your deer stand. I, I see your look over there. Well, what I'm wondering is, mm-hmm. is it the act of them watching you pee from the deer stand, or the odor, or the odor? Well, it would be the odor. <laughs> is the myth. Is the myth. Is that the, the odor from human 
urine would scare the deer off. There have been several tests that have been done, and they are actually attracted to it rather than repulsed or re... was it? Repulsed. Yeah. Well, that explains why I have so many deer in my backyard. <laughs> as long as you're not using it as a uh, human toilet area around your deer stand, then you should be fine. So if you're up in your stand and you got to go, you know, let it fly. You don't need to carry a bottle up there and pee in a, pee in a bottle or your can or you know, whatever. Don't worry about it. Just don't drink out of the relieve, bottle you're peeing in. Relieve thyself. <laughs> so what's your fact to fight the myth, Tommy? The fact to fight the myth, the 8.4 million concealed carry permit holders in the United States are not the cause of gun violence. What? That's right, Diane Feinstein. <laughs> what? You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you described her very well there. Very, very well done. So you got some stats on that to back that up? go to any online police blotter in the United States. You can start with Nashville, and you will not see it mentioned that that person had a carry permit. Now, there have been some very public incidents in this state where some people with the carry permit have done some stupid things, but it's a very, very, very small percentage of the population. Like I people walking around downtown Nashville with an AR strapped to their back? At a gun rally? At a gun rally? No, yeah. just oh, yeah. by themselves. Like that. Yeah. It just happened, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. What's the guy's name? Probably is the same guy who lost his permit. The one who had it in the park that had the yeah. AK pistol in the park. I don't know his name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's we're not the ones. The people who are causing the gun violence that's uh instigating legislation that could threaten our rights, just go look at your parole board and the people that they're monitoring. There's your problem. Well, Mark, now it's time for facts, facts to facts fight, fight the myths. myths. <laughs> and since you are our guest, what is your myth and the fact to fight it? Uh, um, you know, I think the, the greatest myth about seals uh, is that we're, we only do stuff in the water. And, you know, that's, that's, that's not entirely true. I'd say that was myth. You know, we use water as a means to get somewhere to do something. The fact that I would give you is, you know, I was on active duty for five years after 9-11. And I think the only time I was ever wet after 9-11 was when I was taking a shower. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that, that uh, we were doing as, as SEALs was two things. You know, we find you through special reconnaissance, and then we finish you through direct action. And those are skill sets that are vital in the war against terrorism, and we specialize in it. We're not there to win your hearts and minds. We're not there to speak your language or learn your culture. We're there to do two things, find you and finish you. And I never got wet doing that. I got wet taking a shower, cleaning up afterwards, though. <laughs> Source. So, let's say, what's your fact to fight the myth this week? I don't think we've done this one. Okay. But if we have, so what? <laughs> We're going to do it again. Guns need to be cleaned every time they are fired. That is a myth. You don't need to completely clean your gun after, you know, every trip to the range. You know, especially if you're going to be going out shooting the next day or, you know, or something like that. The only time you really want to give them a good deep cleaning is for long storage periods. Yep. Um, you know, and we've had several guests on here that can attest to the fact that you don't need to clean your guns, especially Glocks, you know, with, uh, Jaeger, Gunny, Hickok, all three of those guys have at least done what 
two or three thousand rounds that they've said through through Glock. I've never even touched it. So you know, you want to keep them well lubed. You know, lubrication and cleaning are two different things. Yes. So don't get me wrong on that. And you always want to consult with your your guns manufacturer on the recommended uh, amount and and way to lube it. But uh, yeah, you don't need to clean them every single time you go out and shoot. Nordic Components is an American-owned manufacturing company proud to produce quality products right here in the USA. As a company, we continually invest in our manufacturing capabilities to ensure that all of our products are the highest quality and most efficiently produced parts available. The Nordic Components business consists of two segments, manufacturing and sales. Our manufacturing business works to provide custom machine components for a variety of applications with our specialty being firearm components. The sales business produces lines of branded firearm accessories to enhance and elevate the shooting experience. We are a company owned and operated by individuals devoted to shooting sports, and many of us shoot competitively. We attend and sponsor a number of events around the country each year where we listen to you, the consumer, and are proud to say that all of our firearm components are a direct result of your input. As a firearms accessory provider, our aim is simple. Provide shooting enthusiasts with innovative products of uncompromising performance and reliability. Nordic Components. Check us out at nordiccomp.com. And there's the mindset that, oh, it's only a 22, it's just a little pop gun, you know, and then before you know it, you've, what is it you guys say, your booger hook's on the bang switch and yep. Yep, <laughs> you've, got, exactly. you've got a hole in you, so, yeah. Well, now it's, it's time for something we haven't done a long time. And it's time for facts fact, to fight fact, the myths. Myth, 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 myth. And the reason I'm doing that is because, Alan, you said there's some myths that you want to kind of talk about that the England gun culture has. And well, yeah, well, I, 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 my my first idea was I, I think we, we I thought you were going to uh, maybe put something up on the, the forum or something and see if people could sort of write in with any questions that they'd have to, to <laughs> yeah, yeah I got, I got sick kind of, <laughs> yeah kind of, kind of got forgot about shot show and Christmas and all this so yeah it's, I mean I think we've pretty much covered um, I think anybody who's listening who had any ideas that you know the UK is a, a complete banned ban country uh, hopefully now we'll have a, have a better idea I mean if you don't Go onto my Instagram page and uh, and have a look at through some of my pictures. You know that I put pictures of myself up there and the guys that I shoot with. And Dan puts pictures up on his Paramaniac Products page. Um, there's there are a few few guys coming onto the Instagram side of things now. Um, I don't tend to put much on Facebook. Um, that's more of a, like my private life side of yeah. things. I think. So um, if our listeners wanted to ask you a, a direct question, yeah, then go to Instagram. Get, get on there search Alan Apone it's A-L-A-N-A-P-O-N-E um, now what does yeah, that mean the Apone it's uh, well it was uh, a punk band that I used to be in with a couple oh, of friends okay. of mine, um, and we named it after the you know the film Aliens yeah yeah you know the the sergeant of the the marine unit that go down yeah. onto the planet yeah. yeah it's his name was Al Apone Oh okay. So we 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 had a gig um our very first gig we had and um we 
booked this gig and we didn't have a name for the band and we were getting hassled what's your name so we can put it on the flyers for this show and uh, we were watching round a friend's house watching Aliens and we just thought oh that guy's cool well we'll name the band after him for a bit then <laughs> we didn't think it'd stick you know we'd, we'd use it for a little bit and then we'd change it to something a bit bit fancier or something but it just kind of stuck Um so yeah, that's that's where that came from. It was basically we all had our email addresses set up because we had had a website and everything. You know, we were we were like playing at being big band, you know, signing all this. So we all had our own email addresses and stuff. And mine was obviously Alan Apone. Um, so it, it just kind of stuck with me. Um, so yeah, you go on there, have a look for me, have a look for Dan, um, and just send any questions over you want. You know we. We're not shy guys, you know. We we I try and know as much as I can about the the UK gun laws. Um, usually, if I don't know it, I know somebody who will. Um, the I think the the book for gun laws over here is something ridiculous, like three and a half thousand pages. Yeah, so good lord, prob- yeah, you probably never know yeah. everything. But there, so yeah, ways. guys, if if you got a question, I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, yeah, no. Go go to his Instagram page, or you can uh, reach us, and we'll forward it on to him and get you an answer. Yeah. Either way it works. Yeah. In other words, yeah. shut up, Alan. You're talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> I was starting, sorry, I was starting to bore myself. Then. <laughs> hey, hey, Dan, tell us a little bit more about Paramaniac Products and all the stuff y'all do. I know you got. Did you start off with Paracord? I mean, that's the name Paramaniac. Yeah, that's where it started. I mean, um, it was a, a there was only one other company, which is an American company, when it started, and we didn't have anything over here. Um, and I just did, downloaded a PDF form and decided to sit in and start making them for myself, and then friends liked them, and I thought, well, I'll try and do something with it. And uh, kind of just took off from there. But I've had a lot of support over the years off other Instagram companies and stuff that have helped me out. And it's a, it's a really great community, and I try now, now that I've got myself to a point where... I've got quite a good following base, um, and they're all really good people. I now try and help other companies out that are starting up, and you know, just try and get them a little bit of help because I'm more of a small company person than a mass corporation person. I'd rather buy a T-shirt from like yourself or yeah. or from like Dax at Canterbury is just an amazing guy. Uh, I'd buy my T-shirts off him as well. But we've got a, a design company that I've started up with a friend of mine, Peach. He was a he's been a designer for a long time. Um, and we decided to start putting out designs for T-shirts and stuff, and we helped um, BNG Tactical Survival, um, and Dax is uh, like our main our main customer, but a really good friend as well. Awesome. Um, we've got a few other companies as well that we're trying to um, get designs out for, like so it's, it seems to be going okay. Now, y'all designed the You Get What You Deserve shirt and his new one too, right? That's it, yeah, yeah, we did both of them. Um, all the designs as well on like my own T-shirts and uh, company logos and stuff, we we do all them as well. So I was speaking to Alan the other day, I'd like to try and get him into something himself. So we'll see nice. how that goes. Nice. And then you've also got the ring thing going with Speakeasy Original. That'll be cool. Yeah, well, that's it. He I mean, I approached really him because cool I was just looking. Yeah, absolutely amazing stuff. I mean, it's all really clean. Um, I was speaking to him because I just I, I was... I was going to buy a ring for myself um, and then we looked into it and he said well you know I really like the design and I'd like to to kind of buy the design off you um, but I didn't really want to get rid of the design so I, <laughs> I, I came up to an agreement with him that he could use the design for the rings and everything as a collaboration and he can sell them all out of his shop and um, he said he'll hook me up and 
give me the first ring anyway so it, cool. it's really good that I could I get the opportunity to work with people like that as well and if people wanted to get stuff or do you have a website Instagram of course kind of yeah so on. I mean I, I did have a website set up it's currently down at the minute because I need to update everything because uh, like my first two years on there I wasn't really looking at making making money or anything out of it I was just trying to get my name out there and, and kind of let people know that this is this is what I do. I, I like to try and do a bit of anything that pops into my head. I've got I've got so many ideas that swing around there. Extracting them all is just hard work. But yeah, it's it's. I don't have a website, but you can contact me via email or I have um, Kick Messenger as well. Um, I'm quite happy to talk to anybody about anything really. So like, if you want to buy something, I'll talk to you about that or advice on anything. You know, I'm there. So what's what's the what are those addresses? Uh, my email is paramaniacproducts at gmail.com and my kick is just paramaniacproducts and you can reach me on either of them so it's it's quite an easy one really nice. very cool so there you go guys if you uh, like to get in touch with Dan at Paramaniac Products I'm going to throw a wrench in the facts to fart the myth fart, fart the, the myth? myth? yeah facts to facts fart facts. the myth ladies and gentlemen now it's time for facts, facts to fight, fight, the, fight the, myth. the myth and since you guys got to get out of here pretty quick I just have one myth and fact to fight it and that is bacon is bad for you and it's good since we talked about hog hunting <laughs> is you got anything to back that up with? no it's just good okay. <laughs> I googled it Yes, I googled it. Exactly. Yeah. Wikipedia told me. <laughs> okay. So it's time for facts fact, to fact, fight, fight the myths. Myth. Myth. So Hickok, you are our guest. Okay. What's your uh, fact to fight the myth? Well, I had a couple. I, I think since we're talking about reloading, uh, I was going to talk a little bit of maybe about how I had some personal experience uh, that in some ways breaks the myth of at least what people used to worry about a lot. And that was getting any little speck of oil or water on your ammo that you would uh, contaminate the primer, bad, be bad. I did some experimentation. This is before YouTube. This is prior even to Internet days, I think. I uh, I was going to write a magazine article. This was probably mid to late that 80s. That is prior to Internet. Yeah, You're really. Write something. I, was. <laughs> I did one magazine article after that, actually, in Florida, but uh, not on this topic. It used to be more prevalent in the gun rags you would read articles about that and cautions about you know and people back then were using wd-40 a lot just whatever they're using to keep it off the ammo totally away from the ammo and so i i filled two or three jars with wd-40 and hoppy i'd mixed up a, all that brew you know and <laughs> did a nice salt cocktail and yeah really I, and, and i poured ammo in there some factory ammo uh, and then some reloads in one, and just a mixture, and put screwed on the lids and put the date on it, you know. And I was, and took pictures, you know. I was gonna, right. I just never did do it. So and nice I set it aside. I even yeah. put some in bags and put it in a freezer. Put it in oil and then put it in a freezer. Everything I could think of, you know. Put some in the gun and soak the gun chamber. <laughs> you soak the chambers on a 357. Yeah. Soak the ammo, stuck it in there, and uh, put it aside for a while. And just seeing if it was all going to be duds. And I, Literally, that ammo soaked for months, and just about every round fired. Normally. Were you scared? Wow. Yeah, really. Were did. you scared when you're nah. when you're doing it? I was. I mean, it was under control situation. I thought, okay, I could have a squib, you know. Yeah. So I was ready for it. Even the hand loads, even some just plain old forty-five cast bullet hand loads, I didn't Shot have any fine. trouble with. Yeah. You know? Now that all that said, 
uh, it's not a total myth. You don't want to get oil on your carry ammo, you right. know, and I and yeah. I avoid doing that. But just the uh, worst so case just scenario, be aware if you get a drop on your. You you're know, in an oil ammo. field and you yeah, hit, you hit pay dirt and it, you're probably okay. Somebody tries to steal your claim. Most no, ammo is sealed and it's it's crimped and you're probably okay if you, well, if you brush a by a bottle of oil. <laughs> if you look at a lot of the um, yeah. the gun tests that they do, where they're throwing the guns in the water and through the yeah. ice and all that, and they mm-hmm. pull them out and they're shooting them and yeah. Shooting with what was in that gun oh, yeah. when they did that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's sealed better than most people realize. So mine this week is the myth being reloaders storing powder are creating a fire and explosive hazard in their homes. This is false. So the fact to fight that myth of you creating a bomb factory in your house from storing that, what happened was some cities have ordinances based on how much black powder you can store, which black powder does tend to be a little more volatile, I'm assuming. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. So there are some ordinances in some cities that have that, and people have taken that and go, oh, well, it's the same with all gunpowder. And smokeless powder, if you've stored in the proper container, are relatively safe. Yeah, yeah. most people, uh, the, the propane tank on their grill is more dangerous than any powder they've got in their house. Sure. You know? I mean, yeah. I'm not, not that either is dangerous, but, you know, as far as volatile. So, left hand, what's your fact to fight the myth? All right, here's my fact to fight the myth. Shooting a lot of jacketed rounds will wear your barrel out. What do you think about that, Hickok? True or false? Oh, uh, true or false? Well, I mean, yeah, you talk about you a pistol? thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of rounds. Yeah, not many people are going to shoot enough to where now I think with like a two, two, three or something, five, five, six, you know, mm-hmm. but but we're going to you're not going to shoot cast bullets in that anyway. Exactly. Yeah, you'd have to shoot uh, way more ammunition than anybody can do to, to notice any <laughs> difference, I think. If you're shooting enough jacketed rounds to wear out a handgun barrel, you're spending so much money on ammo that you, you wouldn't notice <laughs> you even that. To replace time. that barrel, you can you can go get another gun. You can go buy lots of guns, <laughs> and they've got more time on their hands. Yeah. So that's my myth. So you want to answer a couple of uh, listener questions just about Hickok Forty Five? Sure, got a couple. Sure, I'll try. Did you say? <laughs> now, do your requests get as outlandish as some of Twenty Two Planksters? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, well, not not necessarily outlandish. Just uh, uh, requests for. Almost every firearm that's out there. The, What's the know, most ridiculous request you've had? No. First thing comes to mind. Well, you know, a minigun, you know, things like that. Yeah. You know, or a tank. But, you know, <laughs> tank. but by and large, ninety nine point nine percent of them are, are just of a, a different gun that they haven't seen yet. You know, because yeah. we have yeah. so many different guns, so much variety that they're. They don't understand why you haven't done, uh, you know, something you haven't had. Don't Maybe remember. like this guy, Mark I, wants to know: Can you review the Rossi Ranch Hand 44 mag or 357 mag? Is that something you've ever we, done? We like, might, we know. might do that sometime. We get a hold of one. Uh, you know, we did the the NC silencer. You know, brought by one, mm-hmm. but it was that was kind of a different sort of animal. The the fellow had put a standard stock on it, which made it a an SBR. Mm-hmm. And he had a silencer rig on it. Now, if you've seen that video, yeah. it started out as a ranch hand, put a regular stock on it. So then you got a short barrel lever gun, and then he had the barrel threaded for a suppressor. So it's pretty. <laughs> John Wayne would have well, loved it, right? Speaking of uh, threaded barrels, you know, I threaded my uh, nine Keltec. Sub 2000. Oh, right. You're ready for a can, huh? I'm ready for a can now. All yeah, right. For that one. So here's a fan question for you. From from one of your fans. Okay. Me. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you going to be reviewing the 300 blackout? You have. You're not much of a fan. <laughs> you haven't seen that video. He just put his foot in his mouth, didn't he? I did. That did you do perfect. the suppressed? <laughs> Yeah, we've done suppressed it. You did the three, the eight. Yeah, go to the channel we'll and edit this search. Out. No, no, no. Go to the channel. That's all right. No, we have, we have eight hundred and some videos. You know, nobody's I can't seen, watch them all. Nobody's seen them all. But yeah, go to the channel and just. I'm sure there's somebody. Three hundred blackout, yeah. and because we, yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't know you didn't know that. I, uh, uh -huh. I got into that. Uh, Couple of years ago, I, I read about it. And I thought well, this is cool. You know, what's same your, bold and everything. Same yeah. magazines. What's and, your opinion of the three hundred blackout round? I, I like it because I, for a long time, I've wanted an eight and well, I've wanted. I've, I've thought it'd be cool to have an AR that fired the AK round. You know, mm -hmm. the seven six two by thirty nine. Right. Every time I would ask somebody about it, an upper or the magazines, they, yeah, the magazines aren't real reliable. It just didn't seem very very popular yeah. for some several reasons. So this blackout three hundred blackout seems there's the answer. You know, because it's basically an AK in terms of ballistics. The, mm -hmm. the seven six two by thirty nine ballistically use the same magazines and uh, bolt and everything. All you do is change out the barrel. And I bought an upper whole upper I don't right. want to be changed out of barrel but I've got an upper and uh, I pop it on and, and, and shoot the things I I had uh, when we did it um, got access to a, a suppressor through mm -hmm. NC silencer so yeah, we've had some fun with it in videos, uh, suppressed and non-suppressed, and uh, that's not the one we're like shooting it. that big blue uh, barrel. Barrel is it? I think we shot a barrel with it in one. I may maybe. have seen it. Yeah, I maybe. It. Yeah, we we we've done some with it uh, with the slide fire stock and uh, <laughs> I haven't just seen that messed one. around yeah. with it. Yeah, but it, it's kind of neat. I don't really shoot it a lot. Uh, I don't know why, but. It, 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 it's cool. You had some full autos that you were shooting uh, suppressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in some of your videos. Here yeah, we've had we've had uh, visits from NC Silencer and also Silencer Co. Uh, came by a few weeks ago. So you know we've had some M16 action that's not been posted yet. You know, and nice. of course the MP5 and some stuff. I so. was going to ask what uh, what yeah. you got coming up that yeah. uh, people can uh, look forward to. So yeah, we've got some of that that M16. M16 and we've got some more of the MP5 we've not posted and some different things. I got some neat old Enfield or a Model. 1917 bolt gun, you know, World War One rifles mm -hmm. and things like that that uh, we've not posted yet. Cool. A couple other goodies. Good deal. Some more pot smoking. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, flower pots. Yeah. Some new targets to, uh, oh, to yeah. shoot to add to your. Depends on how stale they are. So I might just eat those. Tonight. You might even on the way home. Yeah. I might just eat those. We're gonna watch a video in a few weeks. You can at least shoot he's the gonna numbers. be wiping the icing yeah. off, going, <laughs> right. "Well, talking lead gave me some targets, but they're gone." Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> We've got plenty of targets, you know, but we don't have many cupcakes. Tactical Walls is a family-owned and operated business based in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. Our products are proudly manufactured in the United States. Every product is handcrafted using mostly U.S. source materials whenever possible. We make products that are simple to install, are easy to use, and offer discrete storage solutions for every room. Our in-wall concealment covers are a two-part concealment solution. The insert sits recessed in your wall space, flush with your drywall between 16 on-center studs. The cover mounts around the insert to conceal your new storage space, and it's all protected with a seamless magnetic locking system. You can purchase covers and inserts separately for your own needs or save when you buy a bundle. Tactical wall concealment shelves are designed to mount on your wall for an easily accessible concealed storage option that doesn't require you to cut a hole in your wall. The bottom of the shelf hinges down to allow you access to your stored items with ease. Accessories like LED lighting and extra foam pads allow you to truly customize your shelf to your needs. Tactical walls line of 
Concealment Furniture offers you a useful piece of furniture for your room, plus the added bonus of built-in concealment storage. If putting something on the wall isn't for you, try out a solid-built piece of our furniture. New to the Tactical Walls family of concealment solutions, concealment home decor, such as concealment wall clocks, concealment lamps, and even concealment tissue boxes, with more products on the way. So make sure you visit us at tacticalwalls.com and check out all our home concealment solutions. Tactical Walls, the leading innovator in home firearms concealment. So that's going to bring us to another new big announcement that we've got. And Zeke, you want to make that announcement? Yeah. So it's it's a new slash old slash renewing of a new announcement. So SBI, <laughs> SBI was an official sponsor of, of Talking Lead for about six months uh, back in, what, October through whenever six months is after that. And um, then we kind of unofficially did it for a while, but now we're coming back on as an official sponsor again. But we are going to fittingly sponsor the Facts to Fight the Myths segment because, of course, SDI, we're all about education. If you give a fact to fight a myth that's out there, that's educating people out there in the world. So that's Good logic. I like, the, I like the way you, 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 know, you, you analyzed that and brought it to – Exactly. With one another, yeah. Perfect. So you want me to do like a little like like uh, yep. a, you know intro? Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> you got to use that as part of the intro too. <laughs> so SDI is proud to present the Talking Lead Facts And and to inaugurate it, we're going to let you do the first one, Zeke. Yeah. So my fact to fight the myth is there is a myth out there, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, um, that if you are a distance learning education program, you are some kind of diploma mill or you are a, you know, shyster swindler type company. You can learn a lot from home and you can learn a lot online in distance learning programs. I do agree that with gunsmithing, there does need to be a hands-on element. We do that through builds that you'll, you'll build through our courses. We also have launched several new field study programs, uh, one of them being with our friends down in Louisiana, Aquas Defense. <clears throat> so Joe our, our first student actually just uh, got brought on for their field study next week. They got uh, interviewed this week. They're going to be going next week. So we're really excited about that. And we've got six others, I believe. Cool. With more coming every week. Uh, eventually, we'd like to have a field study in every state, uh, some of the big manufacturers and everything. So the myth being that distance education, you can't learn anything. Uh, it's just, it, it's not true. We're recognized by the Department of Education. We're recredited by the DEAC. They get um, that bum rap of like, you know, people who get their um, priest license online. Yeah. <laughs> they're well, the very people. In some of the people's defense, there are some online colleges out there that are the quote-unquote diploma mills. You know, I can go get a, a a doctorate degree right now in psychology from some of these places. As long as I pay them a few thousand bucks, I'll get the little thing to hang on my wall. I didn't learn jack. And a lot of them will do it with life experience courses. Well, right, right. Yeah, they just take your money and give you a diploma. Yeah. Um, we're not like that. And I know, Rob, you've got – uh, through combat focused shooting, y'all have a home study program up with it too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like Rob said. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you don't say. 
We're not oh, hearing a oh, thing. Hey, Rob, oh, if you're talking, we don't hear you. <laughs> he and he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> he's like those motherfuckers. <laughs> he's probably talking, thinking that we're hearing him, and thinking we're being assholes to him not talking to him. <laughs> And he's back. Are you there? Turn your microphone on. I'm here. Well, and also Rob's got a study from home program, the counter ambush home study program, right? Yeah, we started this in 2012, and I I agree fully with what you're saying. You know, we started an idea of educating people in the concepts that underlie a lot of the physical and the tactics selection and then helping them to plan their training program and their defensive training in general by giving out a lot of the concept information through books, through video lecture. We send out a workbook. They have taken online tests, so there's some some credibility to them earning the certificate. We talked about this earlier. The guys standing in the strip malls, they can't learn what they need to learn by by watching a YouTube video. They can't learn physical shooting skills and defensive security perimeter tactics fully just by reading a book. You can certainly gain a lot through distance education. And I think the way SDI is approaching it, mixing the hands-on with all the work that can be done so much more efficiently and so much cheaper through distance education is brilliant. Well said. And I can attest to SDI's courses and what they provide and, and the hands-on that they provide, the access that they provide to the students. Uh, and it's just like you're you know, at a, at a college because you can – if you got a problem, they've got instructors that you can contact by email. You can call them, you know, however you need to get in touch with them, uh, and they're there to help you with anything that you need. They're also there to to help, I guess, push you along if they see that you're falling behind. So they help keep you on track as well. I know that I was falling behind there for a while, and I got a couple of uh, messages, uh, find out what was going on. You know, I've had to put it on hiatus because of my schedule because Zeke left me. And I got to do all this all, all on my own now. Dad, gum it. But it's great because they let me suspend it. Around. Uh, is he still talking? I thought he was. <laughs> I was I, I'm still here. I was just. I was just saying that, you know, some of the best things are you have state schools and colleges all around the world doing distance education. This is the way of the future, the tech educate without people having to travel to a classroom just to be in, in the room that, that we're lecturing in. You know, we're there and we need to be taking advantage of it as a community. Yeah. And just, just like we're all three in different locations in the United States right now, we're still able to visually see each other and communicate. I mean, it's just like if we were having a class, like you said, Rob, this is the wave of the future. Technology is headed this direction with education, and the way I see it, SDI is just on the forefront of that. They're leading leading the way. So that was our first fact to fight the myth under our new sponsor, the Sonoran Desert Institute. And, Zeke, I really appreciate you doing that, and we're looking forward to many more of those to come. Yep. And just to let our listeners know, we're going to have a, another special little introduction before each of those coming soon. We'll just put it that way. And it's been hidden. It's not been talked about a lot, but I'm glad y'all had, cover y'all had the balls to bring that out in, in the open about us shooting Teletubbies in Afghanistan mountains. We we believe in the truth, guys. Yeah, the truth. Wiki WikiLeaks who? <laughs> and that tells it all right there. <laughs> Assange is that the guy's name? Julian Assange. Julian Assange who? The other one that got me really good is there's an acronym in in 
like the tactical world of move. Motionless operators ventilate easily. We learned that one at Tactical Response. Right, right. And then Carnicon, with their vast array of knowledge, came up with their own. Uh, <laughs> and it's well-ventilated bad guys assume room temperature quicker. Quicker. <laughs> which is W-V-B-G-A-R-T-Q. <laughs> How do you say that? Oh, that's exactly right. And it's, and it's true, too, guys. It's, that's the truth right there. <laughs> It's just like just like a TV dinner, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stick a fork in it several yeah. times. Baked potato. Oh man! But y'all definitely go to Carnicon channel. Like I said, it's C A R N I K, and then C O N. Watch their videos. Subscribe to the channel, and please, while you're on YouTube, type in "Talking Lead" and then go subscribe to that one too. So it's time for facts Fact, to facts, fight facts, the myth. And since you are our guest, Dugan, we're going to let you go first. Do you have a myth and then a fact to fight it? I think so. Okay. Um, one of the longest debated uh, classical firearms myths that I can come up with would be this myth of that you have to clean guns. Mm. You know, And the fact to support that is that just, just shoot them, just keep shooting them, and they'll probably just keep firing. <laughs> of course, Gunny can back that up too because he made that claim also. It was just Glocks, though. Good enough for me. Gunny says. <laughs> well, I have, Gunny says I, I don't need to clean it. I don't need to clean it. I would. Yeah, I'd take his word for it. <laughs> so, Zeke, what's your fact to fight the myth this week? Since it's Fourth of July, I do want to do a little Fourth of July myth. It's not necessarily gun related, but it is related to the holiday. And what my myth is, independence was actually declared on the 4th of July. Technically, no, it wasn't. The actual verbal declaration by the Continental Congress was on July 2nd, 1776. That's why John Adams originally thought that July 2nd was going to be the day that future Americans celebrated. On that night, Pennsylvania Evening Post published a statement, this day the Continental Congress declared the United Colonies free and independent states. So eventually what happened is... So they're going to have to go redo that movie? <laughs> no, the, the, well, that one and the Will Smith movie. Start over. Hang on, guys. <laughs> The document that was justifying that act of Congress, the Thomas Jefferson's Declaration of Independence, was adopted on the 4th. So the actual declaration and everything actually happened on the 2nd. Yeah. And the original celebration actually happened on the 8th. When that's Phil- right. I, I heard the 8th. That's what yeah. I heard. That's when Philadelphia threw their party. Who? Philadelphia. Okay. They threw their party. You said Philadelphia. Did I say Philadelphia? You did. It's like that if you say it fast. It's this Freedom American Ale. I mean, if, if the Freedom American Ale does that, what it did to them in that video, shoot. Yeah. I'm going to say Philadelphia. There you go. <laughs> so the actual first party was on July 8th. Yeah. Then Plus they, they had all those to... movies that they'd already done, you know, Born on the Fourth of July, Will Smith, Independence Day. <laughs> Not back then. Uh, you know, so <laughs> instead of having to go back and redo all those big budget movies. Which, which yeah. Will Smith was the most most realistic and important one, uh, Independence, Independence Day. Independence Day. Yes. I said that. That's the one that really... I know, I'm just reiterating. Because the aliens. I really want to reiterate that. <laughs> the aliens. <laughs> I mean, that's the most patriotic movie. Actually, it, it was towards the end when the president gives his speech. Sure it was. And it was on the 4th of July when they And then the Randy Quaid the... screams <laughs> as he's flying up into the eye of... <laughs> yeah. The what? Randy Quaid. The eye of... Eye of the... Oh, um, the eye of the mothership? Yeah. yeah. Laser beam, laser beam shoot. That was, uh, what's his name? Randy Quaid. No, 
Clark. Griswold. No, no, no Clark's his cousin. Cousin Eddie. Cousin, Eddie. cousin Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't see him anything other than cousin Eddie in any movie. I mean, yeah. That's what I was. That's movies. what I was saying the whole movie during the Independence. That's cousin Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got one? All right. So my my myth is uh, has to do with along the lines of what you're talking about. Um, and I guess this was on the 8th when they had this big party in Philadelphia. <laughs> yes, Philadelphia. <laughs> Where all these Philadelphians are getting drunk and drinking... Uh, Freedom American Ale. Drinking Freedom American with Ale. With the secret ingredient of bald eagle pee. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, Delicious. You know, some of them got a little too wild and were ringing the bells across town. And, uh, of course, the famous Liberty Bell was supposedly cracked that day. Uh, maybe Cousin Eddie got, had a little too much and he slammed it with his head. But uh, that's not true. The reality is that it was a poorly made bell to begin with. And when they originally received the bell back in 1752, and I know that because Zeke just told me. <laughs> Sign language. <laughs> uh, it was cracked when it arrived so just like today when we get faulty products we send them back to the manufacturer and they're supposed to fix them for us and supposedly they came back and recast this bell and after they recast it they rang it again and it kept cracking so it was just a piece of crap bells what it turned out to be and it's one of our national icons. Not degrading our the meaning behind it at no, all. No, not at all. It was a shoddy made bell. Fact the, duct, the duct tape didn't work to fix it. Yeah, if it only they had it back then. Duct tape would represent liberty, which in my eyes it does. It should, yeah. I want That's some Mariflage duct tape. <laughs> I think they have it. I, yeah, I think I've seen that out there. So, Dugan... Thanks for coming on, man. Uh, go ahead and plug any of the stuff y'all got going on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, wait, 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 wait. EDC oh, check. Oh, crap. Huh? EDC check. We do a thing every week oh, called okay. the EDC check. Yes. And you have to call out what you're carrying, which okay. in your case is probably some wild. You may even have the Mara Dragon on you. I do have some cool stuff. Okay. So we'll let you go first. What are you packing today? Okay. So can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so I have for a sidearm, I'm testing out this Bravo holster. I have T226, full-sized, with the Insight WL1AA, which is a AA RAN light laser combo, and it is pretty awesome. Cool. You ran that on the rail? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Yep, on the rail. uh, Bravo will make a holster that will accommodate that light laser combination and so far it's cool. working great is that the only thing you got you got a knife i also have i, I actually don't have my knife on me no i do have sticker, huh? a handheld flashlight which is a very worn streamlight single double a model the protac one double a which is a awesome i'm, I'm pretty big into double a electronics <laughs> trying to you keep know, everything after, uh, standardized i keep well, thinking yeah, you're just, about to say the gun is run by double a batteries <laughs> <I'm> like, whoa <laughs> oh yeah just you know high capacity double a launcher you know <laughs> There you go. No need for uh, projectiles anymore. That's whacking with a battery. That's right. Pow. Before I started drinking the Freedom American Ale, and I locked up my gun, I yeah. had my Glock 19 in my Kydex and leather holster that I had custom made. And I also had, I was wearing pants today, so I had ankle holster, my 357 Taurus 605, and I am carrying the Tool Logic knife with the now infamous. Rape whistle. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which, Flashlight. you know, it depends on its relative to who you are. Carnicon, it is the, hey, I'm out of ammo whistle. That's right, yeah. That's uh, the acronym DUMB. Yes. DUMB. Yeah. Which, which stands for? Uh, drop, you got to drop the weapon, 
motion to the enemy to cease fire, and then blow the out-of-ammunition whistle. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to be our out-of-ammunition whistle. Which we'll learn when we go to the supercarbon course. That's right. We'll learn all that. So we can bring our tool logic and use that for our whistle. Sweet. So what are you carrying? Glock 22, Crimson Trace Laser, Serpa Holster. Got the... um, I'm wearing shorts again today, so no ankle, but I do have the Walther PPS in my Condor backpack, Maxpedition Condor 2 backpack. Got the Tool Logic, and I've also got the Cold Steel Double Agent neck knife. Nice. SDI's 32 semester credit hour certificate program in gunsmithing and 60 credit hour associate of science and firearms technology degree program can work hand in hand and are the most complete training programs of their kind. SDI strives to give you the best quantity and quality of professional gunsmithing information and tools. These programs are perfect for students interested in careers in the firearms industry or for those who are interested in owning their own gunsmithing business. Our programs are delivered via distance learning, which allows our students to maintain full-time jobs, families, military service, and more while working towards their degree or certificate. The Sonoran Desert Institute mission is adding value to our students' lives by providing innovative, relevant, and applicable workplace-driven education through distance-delivered instructions. Visit them at sdi.edu. I think it's just the opposite. You know, these people say they're not in touch. I mean, obviously they are in touch, and the 380 market never was fulfilled. It was, it was always been lacking. Yeah. And you know, with the release of this, that's like you know. Well, they took they took everything the that was right in what they did and made it a, in a, into a smaller pistol. Dorsey is right on target. He is. <laughs> For once. <laughs> I see a new marketing poster. Dorsey's right on target. <laughs> yeah. Dorsey um, predict. No, it's Glock. Predict Mr. Glock. Glock is right on Dorsey. target. Dorsey. Yeah. But it's funny because, like we said, I got huge hands when I was holding it earlier. It reminded me of the little jump drives that they were giving out because <laughs> it's, it's tiny. But what's funny is... I don't know how to explain it. You're going to have to, when they come out in gun stores, you're going to have to go check them out. When you hold well, the press it, press release it is going to be Monday, right. and we'll have pictures. Yeah, but when you hold it, what I'm saying is to actually tactfully hold it, yeah. it feels better than any other pocket pistol out there. Most pocket pistols, it's like they just threw together something small that will stick in a pocket. Mm-hmm. There's actually thought that went into this, and you can yeah. tell when you when you hold it. you got to put that gun back right, though. Did I not put it? I didn't, did I? <laughs> He's like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> See, like we told you before, we're not experts. We just bring the experts to the yeah. listeners. So what he's talking about, left hand, broke it down, and then slid and the slide it. back wrong. He tried try to break it. Can't. Left hand has broke the can't. first Glock 41. <laughs> he, he can't break it, but he, he's trying. I'm trying my darndest to. What have I done? Pull it off. Did you pull the trigger? There you go. That's right. Leave it to Talking Lead to come into Glock with an exclusive and ruin their guns. Hey, if you want to, if you really want to put a gun through a torture test, <laughs> give it to you. you give, give it, it to us. me, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I will jack it up. Yeah. For, right. a, for a nominal fee, you so did it again. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. Give it to the master. There's only one master when it comes to this. Not me. What do you keep doing? I don't know. I've, I've broken them down a thousand times. I, this is one of those times where I wish this was video. <laughs> we, left hand looked like one of the monkeys off of 2001 A Space Odyssey when they're Did I mention I'm on cold medicine here? You're on, you're on drugs, so you're trying to tell me. Wow, that looked pretty simple. <laughs> what do you do? 
I just took it apart. <laughs> I put it on the wrong frame? No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> so throw it on the 380? <laughs> that would be a funny picture. Hope y'all didn't have plans for that one. <laughs> Ta-da! Telling you, man, just let me touch it once or twice. <laughs> it'll it'll be the true test. The true test. Oh. What's a jack wagon test? Is that what we're going to call it? Yeah, we'll so call while, it the jack wagon test. Well, everybody's excited because we got this exclusive at the Glock factory and uh, headquarters. Uh, we probably won't have it again now. <laughs> I'll be very apologetic to Mr. Glock if he uh, hears this. And as always, leadheads, keep your loved ones close and keep your facts to fight the myths closer. Thank you.